This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. I am Maureen McGrath hosting this program for you. We're going to be talking with a registered clinical counselor, Allison Jones, about how to spring clean your relationship. We're also going to be talking about partner poaching, or is your relationship at risk for that? And how about texting, sexting, and having sex while you're driving? Sounds pretty good, huh? I don't know. Uh, I'm going to be talking about that as well. If you... (laughs) Matt thinks so. (laughs) Anyway, sounds good to a sex part. (laughs) Okay. Um, But anyway, we're back. And if you have a question for the registered clinical counselor, Allison Jones, you can call 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Don't be shy. She doesn't bite. I do, but she doesn't. Allison, it is so lovely to have you in the studio. Allison is a registered clinical counselor, and she is a therapist with families and children. And she's got a lot of wisdom on how to spring clean. Since spring is sort of in the air, not really. If you bring flowers into your house, spring is in the air. But in my neighborhood, uh, somebody cranked up their swimming pool to 95 degrees in the pouring rain yesterday, and everybody jumped in. <laughs> hey, that's how you do it in my crazy neighborhood. That's one way to bring on summer. But the other one is to spring clean your relationship, which, you know what, everybody needs to do. We go uh, through ebbs and flows in our relationship, ups and downs. And Allison is here to talk about how you can spring clean, not just your home, but your relationship. Welcome to the studio. Uh, Hi, Maureen. It's great to be here. Lovely to have you. So people can get in a funk. They certainly can. And it was interesting earlier hearing, um, talking about, you know, the the life-work balance and how things can get off balance. And there's a recent study that came out, a Harvard study, that talks about how important connection is to our health. That in the end, that's one of our number one things for health and satisfaction is the connection and relationships that we have with the people in our lives. That's right. It's not the money. It's not the Range Rover. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Sorry, the one you owe all that money on, or perhaps least. Mm -hmm. I might have a question for you, Allison. Excellent. Jean is on the line. Hello, Jean. Hi, Maureen. How are you? I'm just fine. I just want to have a quick question about what you would recommend for a prolapsed uterus. Well, I would recommend an assessment by uh, either your gynecologist, uh, you can, if your GP is um, accustomed to that, then they can do it. So doing an internal exam, I do those as well. So it's an assessment and discuss the treatment options, which there are a number of them. And you want to have a healthy vagina for that. So you may need a personal moisturizer or localized estrogen. Plus, there are a number of treatment options depending on the degree. Uh, and the severity of it, and it, one can be a pessary, everything from a pessary to uh, surgery. So, pessary y- to surgery. Yeah, so a pessary can fix you that day right away. They cost about $100. It'll last um, two to five years, and um, then $100 for the visit as well. So it lasts two to five years, and you may avoid surgery if you want to, or you know, depending on it depends on your... Um, overall health status as well, whether you're a candidate for surgery, whether you want to have the surgery, whether there are risks and benefits to surgery. But the bottom line is there are treatment options for a prolapsed uterus. And I would, I would have it assessed and treated as soon as possible. Treatment options. Okay. 
Okay. Thank you very much. Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks for the call. Okay, we're going to get back to uh, that. The we're, we were talking about Range Rovers, <laughs> that they don't really matter, um, and the, how much money you have in the bank doesn't matter, but your your relationships do, and the connections you have. Yeah. So, your connections really they are uh, our path to health. And we have to um, look at ways to protect and take care of them as well. And although, like we were talking earlier with the life um, work balance, people like to have their flexibility. They like to have their ability to work from home and work from the office. But a lot of it is about having boundaries, you know, having sequestered time and having time that you can work on your relationship, have fun with your relationship. But what what about people who are, you know, we've had a long winter. Mm-hmm. We've had a lot of rain. People can be down. They maybe have gained a bit of weight. They're not feeling great about their body image. They're not feeling sexual. They're not uh, same old, same old. You've got to have sex with the same old guy again. Um, you know, and if he's angry, that's even worse. And if he's a drinker, that's even really bad. And, you know, so what is it that, or you have unresolved conflict or medical problems that you're not taking care of? Maybe you're not going to the doctor to get that pain repaired in your back or, you know, something like that. So how do people refresh their relationship, their intimate relationship? Well, first of all, it's one step at a time, right? Because you just named, you know, quite a variety of different stressors and challenges. I know, but I like to do it all, <laughs> Allison. I like to do it all yeah. at once. <laughs> Let's just all throw that into the kitchen sink, right? Exactly. And see what happens. But, but it really is about movement and one step at a time. It doesn't have to be a giant leap, but it's looking at ways to um, renew and refresh. And, you know, when if you're in a relationship that you've been in for a while, and you're right, it has been a long and dreary winter, but... You know, it is a get out, do something different. Um, go out for a walk again, even under an umbrella. But it, it's also experiment with each other. Bring in some fresh energy. This is the time to to do that. That's the great thing about spring and having seasons is that it makes you stop and reflect and look at what your goals are. In the study that you referred to about what matters at the end of life, mm-hmm. um, what what really mattered as well, especially for men, was when they had troubles, if they had somebody to rely on, that was also very helpful in terms of their emotional and physical health, but also um, that they, they, didn't, they did not suggest, and a lot of people do this, uh, dealing with their issues by pushing love away, mm-hmm. by pushing people away in their relationship. So... How about taking an inventory and an insight? What mm-hmm. do you think of insight? Um, mm-hmm. And it's, well, it is really taking an, an inventory and it's also taking some risks and being able to be vulnerable and vulnerable together. But it is what, as much as we defend against it, it's what we want. Mm-hmm. We want to have the safe place, you know, to fall or the place that we can, you know, start to really share who we are. But what we have to watch in relationships, it's it's the conundrum it's like you don't want it to get so soft that you literally can't. We definitely get it. Yeah. don't want it to <laughs> no. get so soft. And yeah. you know, I have a lot of guys that come into my clinical practice, and they're just like, you know, she won't perform mm-hmm. oral sex on me. And I'm like, you have like number ten erectile dysfunction. Are you serious? You want her to perform oral sex on a flaccid penis? And they're like, yes. And I'm like, well, that's not going to happen. And they won't. So therefore, they don't. They have a problem, and they won't deal with it. And that yet they still expect, and that's just going to put, you know. Uh, a rift that's going to cause a rift in the relationship. 
Yeah, and and that's also where it's so yeah you know important. Like I said, to have that balance where you can still take some risks, try some new things, and um, but also be able to communicate. Right, whatever it is, you need to be able to find a way to communicate, to talk with each other, and work through things. One of the the, the great mistakes people make and couples make is they they actually end up thinking that that conflict is a bad thing in a relationship. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Anybody that means anything to you, you will have conflict with. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, and yet they seem to think this is like, you know, the kiss of death, and it's not the kiss of death in a relationship. The kiss of death in a relationship are things like contempt and criticism and defensiveness, right, and stonewalling. That was uh, Dr. Gottman down from... from uh, Seattle, right? You know these idea the the four apocalypse of you know relation the horse horsebit of the apocalypse of relationships, right? Right. But conflict is not conflict is actually a great avenue towards intimacy, right? And I think when people couples get to a place where actually one doesn't care anymore, I think that's a dangerous sign as well. well. Exactly, it's like they say, you know, the opposite of of uh, love is not hate, right? It's uh, ambivalence. And so you don't, and that's what I said, you don't want things to get too soft. You don't want to not care. So you have to find ways in your relationship, you know, to kind of sometimes provoke each other a little bit. You know, it's not bad to be provocative. Absolutely. Gets the heart rate up and the blood flowing Mm -hmm. and the sex happening potentially. But sex is important in a relationship. So people may have, you know, uh, forgotten, gotten out of the habit. And yeah. I think that's what that's what happens when patients in my clinical practice. I'm just like, well, how long has it been? They're like, well, ten years. I'm like, well, why have you stopped having sex? They don't even know. They're just mm-hmm. like, well, we kind of forgot and then just carried on that way. Well, and we have a society filled with distractions. Right. We were talking earlier about the the life work balance and uh, technology, and technology is an easy distraction. But you know, even prior to technology there's always been distractions that's right so you need to take some time and and sometimes you gotta and it, it, it's not having big expectations because actually big expectations equal big disappointments mm-hmm. it's about taking the time and just saying without expectation but hey i'm interested in you and we're going to take these couple hours we're going to have this friday night time or whatever we're going to do and what happens is happens but get curious about each other again you know and um, talk about what your goals are. Exactly. See where you're aligned. What is it you want? Talk about, hey, you know, when I'm having a frustration, this is what works for me to work through it. Or this is when I feel fabulous is when you tell me this. Exactly. Like, communicate those things and don't think your partner is a, a a mind reader. They're not. One of the biggest mistakes. You're also author of the book, More. Yes. And um, so where can people get that book and how can people make an appointment with you? Well, I have a, a clinic in West Vancouver, a, a center, and so it's uh, Allison Jones and Associates. And uh, if people can look it up on um, the uh, internet, we'll be able to find our address and yep. our phone number. And um, but yeah, we you know we deal with a, a lot, a real variety of um, things. But one of the things I also want to say to people out there is that you know counseling isn't always problem-based it's resource building 
Absolutely. I say counseling is a gift you give to yourself. Allison Jones, thank you so much for joining me in the studio tonight. Really appreciate it. Great tips on how to renew your relationship. I am Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show. Maureen McGrath here hosting this program for you this evening. Thanks for being with me. Always my pleasure to be with you. There's something that's been honestly driving me crazy lately as I've been driving around this city and the Lower Mainland, and that is watching people text and probably sexed. I actually haven't witnessed the sex in the car yet, but I'm sure, I know we've had that because we had an an issue out in Richmond where somebody was um, pulled over. They were charged with um, having sex in the car. Anyway, Sex on the beach, sex in the car, sex wherever you are. And I have Paul Hergett on on the line. (laughs) Paul is a lawyer with Hergett Law. Hello, Paul. Hi, Maureen. How are you? I'm doing very well. How about yourself? I'm very good tonight. Thank you so much. Um, You're as annoyed about cell phone use as as I am as well. And um, you're, in fact, you've started a, a petition to ban all cell phone use while driving. What are some of the issues that you see in your law practice? Well, what I see, Maureen, and and interesting about uh, the particular issue of a distracting activity of being sexual while driving a motor vehicle. So interesting, isn't it? (laughs) Absolutely insane. (laughs) But I I actually researched this a little bit when I wrote a column five years ago uh, called Sexual Favors Have No Place in a Moving Vehicle. And and it turns out that about 15% of drivers will admit to have participated in some type of sexual activity while behind the wheel. I bet I know the most common one. But anyway, we'll move on. <laughs> I have no idea what you could be referring to. But no, I know uh, you don't. Never thought about it, right, Paul? <laughs> no idea. In, 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 in any event, uh, the thing about uh, being sexual uh, while driving is it's, it's a very rare activity, thankfully. Sure, perhaps 15% of people have admitted to, at some point in their lives, having done that activity. It's something that probably occupies very few actual traveled kilometers. Right. Conversely, the cell phone use and texting that didn't really exist maybe 20 years ago has become mainstream mainstream outside the vehicle and has become mainstream inside the vehicle. Effectively, our vehicles have become rolling phone booths. Exactly. And you can see that. You can see that um, you're driving along and it's like it's the crotch viewers, right? They're, They're looking down. It's obvious. And they're, you know, they may not be driving the straight line either. They could be sexting, right? They could be they sexting could be. somebody, exactly, because it's arousing. So they're, you know, driving and they're texting or they're sexting. It's so important. But what you, we talked earlier um, about what you, uh, what most of the, or at least half of the cases in your law practice are related to texting right. and what happens. Right. Well, it, and, it's, um, and texting is, is one of the most obvious. You're driving along, you see someone looking down. Another very obvious is when they have their hand to their ear, and you can, you can see a phone in their hand, and they're talking away on their cell phones. And then there's the ones that are less obvious, but they're just, it's just they're talking to themselves because they're, they're talking on a hands-free device. But fully 50% of the cases that I handle, and I have a very broad personal injury practice, 50% are rear-enders. And these aren't 
These aren't the rear-enders where, uh, where someone's falling too close. These are the rear-enders where someone comes to a complete stop behind uh, stop traffic, whether it's backed-up traffic and stop-and-go, or it's a stop, uh, a red light, or someone's turning left and they're waiting for onto the traffic. If someone comes to a complete stop and then another vehicle, distracted driver, smashes into the back of those uh, those vehicles. Wow. May, may I just take a little step back? Because I see this activity happening and I think part of me is like, why can you do that? And I can't do that. Is this legal? You're a lawyer. And I know we've talked a lot about a lot of different legal issues over over the our time since I've known you. And um, I uh, the thing is, can people be driving and actually hold the phone in their hand, not up to their ear, they hold it in their phone, so they're in their in their hand, so they're very obvious, and they're speaking into the microphone. Is that legal? Right, that is dead illegal. Dead illegal, and they dead do this. Illegal. These brazen individuals <laughs> are doing this. Yes, but really, the sad thing, the sad thing is that if you just purchase a little bit of technology, you can do that exact same behavior just without actually physically holding the telephone. And I you know. know. What? There's no difference whether your hand is holding the phone or your hand is somewhere else, maybe doing a sexual activity. This is true. It, it makes no difference to the distractiveness of uh, talking or, or texting. You can voice to text. There's no difference. That's right. Holding the phone or not. The science is clear. So phones and sex are distracting in the car. I'm going to ask you to hang on, Paul Herget of Herget Law. And um, if you don't mind hanging on through the break, and we're just going to, I want to talk to you about what we should do and Excellent. your petition. I am Maureen McGrath. You are listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. I am Maureen McGrath hosting this program for you. I did want to mention to you that on my website, win.ca, W-H-I-N.ca, which is the Women's Health Initiative Network website, I have a survey. It's in English and French, and it's going to be up for about another seven to ten days. Uh, and you have an opportunity to win an iPad, one of the, the fancy ones, like top of the line one. And um, it's a, a survey about women's health. So go to win.ca, take our survey, English and French. We've had 1,000 uh, responses already, so it's actually getting a lot of attention, and uh, I'd really appreciate that. Uh, I have Paul Herget on the line still. He is a lawyer. Um, I invite lawyers on the program because, you know, they, uh, they know how to pull out like none other. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Oh my! It's true though, right? Like you're done with the case. You're pulling out. <laughs> anyway, um, and uh, so anyhow, but we're talking about texting and sexting, and driving, and cell phone banning cell phone use. And so you've started a petition. Uh, right. A lot of the cases in your cl- in your practice, Herget Law in Kelowna. Um, deal with people being rear-ended because they are distracted, regardless of what they're doing. Right, and, and I use the rear-ended example as the, the most obvious, because clearly you're not keeping track of what's going ahead of you if you smash into the back of a stopped car, clearly. Right, right absolutely. Really, really, every other crash, uh, well, 99% of crashes occur because people aren't paying full attention to what's going on ahead of them, whether it's the straight through left turn, whatever it is, that's right. where crashes happen. Now, before January 1 of 2010, in British Columbia, there was no law that governed cell phone use in cars. There I know, it was so saying, cool. We could all drive around. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Talk to all your friends. Go ahead. 
kidding. Except, though, if you recall, and I don't know if you recall back then, it's only been seven or eight years ago, uh, back then, the the public perception or sentiment was, leave the phone alone. There was a common understanding that cell phone use in cars was dangerous. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you recall those types of uh, messages that were being sent out. Crash statistics, if you look at the ICBC crashes, they were consistent, actually, in the years leading up to 2010. Very little uh, variation. And then there was this new law. And the new law uh, came into effect January 1, 2010, and it was to ban handheld cell phone use only. And it didn't say anything about hands-free. So really, what did that law tell British Columbians? That they could actually use their phone as long as they weren't touching it. As long as you're not touching your phone, not not only can you use it because it's legal and hasn't been prohibited, but it is safe. Right? So why are you why are you banning handheld? Because it's dangerous. Right. So clearly, so what did what did all the safety safe conscious British Columbians do? Oh, I want to be safe. I'm going to purchase the, the the technology that allows me to talk hands free, and then I'll be a safe driver. Mm-hmm. And so public perception started shifting. And then what did we do? January one of 2016, we dramatically increased the penalties for handheld cell phone use. That's right. Further cementing that hands-free cell phone use was perfectly safe. Well, what, what impact did that have on, on British Columbia? It, it takes a while for public perceptions to change, but sure enough, consistent crash statistics, 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014, increased by 7, 7.5%. 2015, another increase, 7, 7.5%. What's happened with ICBC rates? Increase 5%, increase 5%. This, this big issue about ICBC being able to financial, financially support itself was created by a law that banned handheld cell phone use. So what I want to do is yep. I, what I'd like to do, and uh, it would be really lots of fun for road safety to become an issue in this election. Excellent. And so you have a petition. Where yeah, can so people petition. go to sign the petition? Well, if, is it possible that I could give you a link? It's a change.org sure. thing that I found, so I'll, I'll send that to you separately if you might. Put it sure. On your website. Yeah, why don't you email it to me? I'll pop it on the website. I will. And my 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 uh, email, my private email uh, address is paul, P-A-U-L, at H-L-A-W dot C-A, and I can send people links directly if they wish. That's paul at H-L-A-W dot C-A. That's fantastic. But, I'm sure a lot of people will feel passionate about this. And, and I really appreciate but i got to go to break, Paul. I'm so okay, sorry, but I, I appreciate you. The, re- the real reason I invited you on the show, because lawyers are so good at preparation. You know the importance of preparation. I appreciate <laughs> all of your help. I am Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. I am Maureen McGrath saying thank you so much for being here with me and staying with me. I am honored to have in the studio Debbie Lee Evans. She is a real estate agent and interior designer extraordinaire. And we're going to talk about some interesting things because she gets a bird's eye view into those mansion owners over there in West Vancouver and what their relationships are really like. Welcome to the studio, Deb. Hi, Maureen. Nice to be here. Great to have you here this evening. Okay, we're going to start with this. We uh, This week, we've had a couple of, uh, just a couple of public incidents, incidences of, uh, let's see, angry men. 
basically, and displaying that publicly. And also, we have had Bill O'Reilly, who has lost his phenomenal show that and lost all the advertise or a lot of the advertising that went along with it um, because of allegations of sexual harassment, discrimination, alienation. Uh, so he had lots of issues happening, and apparently Fox News is pretty culpable here as well because they paid out millions of dollars. The first person who um, uh, wagered al- allegations against him received $9 million, is my understanding, and $13 million in total. And so when you have an organization like that and uh, they're, they're putting money over women's lives, eventually, you know, it's going to break. The, the seawall is going to come crumbling down, in which it did for Bill O'Reilly. But, you know, we had evidence of his anger a long time ago. Matt, do you want to play that? Okay, um, I don't know. Whatever it is, it's not right on a teleprompter. I don't know what that is. I've never seen that. No, there is. We are going to do Sting, yeah. Okay, but okay. The, now, I can't read it. There's no, there's no words on it. Sure. There's yeah. no words there to play us out. What does that mean, to play us out? It's, it's Sting is going to do, it's a video, Sting video. Okay. What is, for credits. I don't know what that means, to play us out. What does that mean? To end the show? Yeah. All right, go, go. In five, four, three. That's tomorrow, and that is a... That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today, and we will leave you with a... I can't do it. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live! Do it live! I'll write it, and we'll do it live! thing sucks! Five, four, three. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. I'm Bill O'Reilly. Thanks again for watching. We'll leave you with Sting and a cut off his new album. Take it away. Honestly, that makes my heart race just hearing that. And so he's speaking like that to a colleague, somebody at work, a guy. Uh, We also had another incident this week as well. And, you know, this one's going to be sensitive for you people out there. I'm not talking politics. Politics aside, I am just talking about a man who, in my opinion, um, had a venue. He, uh, a woman was a venue for his rage. Go ahead and let's play John Horgan and uh, at the debate with Christy Clark. As if, you, well. if you want to just keep doing your thing, I'll watch you for a while. I know you like that. Well, I, take a few and, minutes. Take a few minutes and read something. Let me just take that link. Have you got a link for that? Calm down, John. Because, John, Don't you touch promised. touch me again, please. You have- the critical piece there was that he was not calm because he cannot self-soothe. He, a person like that cannot calm themselves. And so they get aroused psychologically uh, and their decision-making process, the higher, the more stressed they become, the lower the decision-making skills. And the decision-making skills there were treat her with respect or anybody with respect. Um, do uh, And to dare to say, I do a lot of work around male violence against women, so I understand this condition, uh, this male anger condition. A lot of it is tied to shame. A lot of it is tied to how um, that anger is their go-to. That's the only emotion that they have, and they're actually keeping people at bay, even loved ones. Not to say that Christy Clark is a loved one of his, um, but what I'm saying is that in, in the home, you might notice that. In a relationship, you might notice that that you're, you know, somebody claims to love you, and yet they are screaming at you. And so this is why this issue needs to be dealt with, and people who have anger issues need help. They can't help anybody else until they help themselves. And that is my point. And so, Deb, you see a lot of people in 
big they have big money and they have big yeah. jobs and they have prominent mm-hmm. positions in life and uh yeah. And I've sometimes it it's well. not so perfect, right? Yeah, well, I'm a woman, female, working in the construction industry as well. And I've been on renovation sites with a um, you know, very prominent lawyer one time uh, who threatened to kill me because I wasn't intimidated by him when he, you know, the contractor kind of cowered back. And, you know, I calmly said, you know, let's kind of get this going. Are you finished? Let's move on so we can, you know, get some results out of this. And then he tried to ruin me. And like, so you, too, were a venue for oh, that man's rage. The rage was unbelievable. Absolutely. And then he threatened, you know, his wife with, uh, you know, we've got a contract, shut your mouth, blah, blah, blah. It was awful. And so, you know, people think that, oh, if I only could have a mansion on the hill, if I could only have a view of the Burrard Inlet, nope. if I could only have this mansion, if I could just have, you know, this perfect life. Justification was I signed up for it. I knew what I was signing up for. You know, I've had a few kids to secure my financial future. And the, these are the women talking? This is the woman now. Okay. Told me that basically this is she knew she had to put up with. This is why I think it's really important that women out there make their own way in life. Make your own money. Live within your means. Never rely on a man for a penny. Yeah. Not one red cent. It's fine to sh- kind of share the expenses, but always know that you do not need um, you know, a financial, any anything financial from a guy. I don't care how long you've been with him. I don't care how crazy you are yeah. about him. It's a much more respectful relationship. And also, should something happen, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, somebody gets ill, um, you know, they end up in the hospital, they have to have surgery, they may yeah. not have benefits, and they, you know, say they're in construction, for example, you know, or, you know, construction people get laid off in the wintertime. Anything can happen. Exactly. And so then, you know, they may only work in the summer and then you're like going, you know, yeah. you're going to the poorhouse because you are reliant on somebody else. So I think that's really important. It's but huge. what are the, some of the things that you see? I know we talked earlier about some of the inappropriate, like, I mean, I've been at a party where uh, there was a guy there and he, his wife was there mm-hmm. and he literally, I had a long dress on and he was literally putting his hands up my dress. He was, he com- continually made advances at me and his wife turned around, had her back to us. I was pushing him off me practically. And this was at, this was at the Four Seasons Hotel. We're not yeah. talking at, and, uh, and his wife was in such denial. She refused to turn around. Yeah. And I didn't want to embarrass her. I didn't want, and yet she seemed to just, the pain would have been so much for her to bear. She couldn't turn well. around. And I think it's just embarrassment. It's happened before. It's not like the first time where she probably would have said something. But better just to be turned viewing something else and not paying attention and because be you don't in denial. Know, totally in denial. That's right. And so we go on yeah. to the next subject of partner poaching, mm-hmm. which is when your relationship is not, uh, and nobody's relationship is perfect, and everybody has issues, and everybody looks outside and yeah. says, you know, maybe, and, you know, kind of, you know, thinks about it or dreams about it or, you know, especially when they're having troubles, but that's when your relationship is at risk, especially you deal with those high, high income earners over there and those high net value people. Um, And so they are probably at great risk for being poached because, and it might not even be that. Well, money is attractive. Money is extremely attractive. And, you know, status. Absolutely. You know, someone, you know, with a really professional status. And the guy's complaining that his wife's not having sex with him. And then, so uh, this poaching, this partner poaching is actually, um, it's intentional. It's mm-hmm. luring away somebody's shocking. spouse. Yeah. And often it's between friends. 
very yeah, not uncommon that it's yeah. between friends. Absolutely. Sometimes you're a little bit more familiar with that person. You That's may right. Kind of confide in them or whatever. Exactly. And it used to be years ago. Well, you would think that. You know, you kind of protected each other and looked out for each other. But now um, I find, you know, you go to a party and sometimes, you know, I've heard of one instance where the woman was getting hit on all night by a friend at their her own party at her own house and went up to bed. And next thing you know, the guy's in bed with her and then the husband walks up. You know, the husband was not not there. He was downstairs. And this was her friend's husband that climbed into bed with <laughs> yeah. with her. <laughs> yeah. So the nice. wife and her husband were downstairs. Right. Wow. Yeah. You go to bed. You had too much to drink. Yeah. And next thing you I was going to say, alcohol fuels a lot of this. It does. And people think yeah. children are protective shields. Not yeah. necessarily no. by any stretch of the imagination. Um, yeah, so partner poaching is real. And a lot of times women blame the other woman. And you know what? When that partner does, when that partner is poached, it is, you know, it is sport. Partner yeah. poaching is sport for somebody. Yeah. And it's not necessarily just women going after men for their finances or whatever. But just know that. Like, But anyway, because they often drop them in this partner poaching um, exactly. syndrome. It's just the game. It's the thrill of the it's yeah, the thrill lure, of the catch. To lure them That's what it is. And then the game of it all and That's then, right. Yeah. It's over. They're and then they get bored. For marriage half That's the right. Time. That's right. And then and then they drop them. So and it could be insecurity. They just want to know that they're still, you know, sexy and that they could actually get this guy. That's right. As soon right. as they get them, it's kind of well, it's over now. That's Let's right. Let's move on to the next. Exactly. And so it's, that's why it's really important to look at your own relationship, know what your issues are, deal with them. There's not a problem-free relationship or marriage out there, but no. what we are lacking is we are lacking how to deal with problems, how to exactly. actually admit that we have problems because we all want to be perfect on some yeah. level and we all want to make it look like I have the perfect house with the fabulous cars and the great kids and everyone's beautifully dressed all well, the time. I think time. that's part and of the problem. We spend so much time trying to make everything perfect that we're lacking the number one thing in our marriage. Well, you know, we're spending time with each other in communication. Absolutely. And lacking that intimacy, yeah. which is vital because a lot of people are spending a lot of time on Facebook, actually mm -hmm. putting their perfect lives on Facebook. Yeah. That's why I don't put my life on Facebook because it's far <laughs> too imperfect. <laughs> and I would like to tell the real deal, right? So I don't really want, so I'm like, no, you know what? You actually can't actually say too anything. Too much going on to post on tonight. Facebook. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I can't even keep track of all this going on here. <laughs> Forget it. Um, so I would rather be like and you know what that helps people too um to share your stories you know if Always. you've had a problem and you know yeah. when you get together with other women and women say you know what i was seated at a table i was seated at the fireman's ball one night the and a guy again flowing. he yeah. sexually harassed he managed to sexually harass every woman at that table have it have his hands all over and you're physically like i just physically take their hand and yeah. slam it back well, on their and thigh many women you know? feel like, you know, I must have done something to have that happen to me. That is and, exactly right. You know, if yes. you just speak it. That's right. Speak about it to other people, you'll find it's happening to everyone or uh, a lot of people. It happens to a lot yeah. of women. And, you know, and guys, we're not interested. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, why do they think that you actually 
would like uh, you know there's a lot of arrogance that's associated with that but you know partner poaching is not the same as sexual addiction which we've we've covered in the past and and sexual addiction I I did want to mention I I do want to actually continue this Matt we're running out of time and I don't want to forget to thank you for all your great work but you know sexual addiction is something different sexual addiction affects your life it's a secret life Um, and there may be some biochemical abnormality or other brain changes because antidepressants can help but I am going to get on to sexual addiction in the coming weeks but Matt before I go I want to leave some time to say you are just amazing I am going to miss you so much I know there's another Matt replacing you but you know can that possibly happen Oh, I'm going to be back in a month, so don't worry. I'm going to miss you for a and month. And I'll be listening I, to the show from Victoria to make sure you're doing all right. Oh, well, I wish you all the best of luck. And you're, you're, you're going to rock it. You're yeah, going to be you very amazing much. over there because you, wait. you've been terrific and you've, uh, uh, you've contributed so much to this program. And I just, I just love knowing that I can rely on you and all the things that you do. That's and, never going to change, know. so don't worry about that. Oh, thank you so much, Matt. I really appreciate it. And, and Deb, thank you so much for coming into the studio oh, tonight pleasure. and just sharing all the gossip from West Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that happened in West Vancouver? Stories. They're not really about anyone. This is true. It's all anonymous. <laughs> and we've changed a couple of little bits there yeah. um, to, uh, to protect that. But that particular woman had no attraction to the guy who landed up in the sack with no, her. And she didn't ne- want him in there. And her friend was downstairs nothing. in the living room, uh, you know, well, wondering where her husband had gone. Your husband, thank goodness her husband trusted her enough to know that, you know, she was being pouched upon, her, you know, like yes, it wasn't her. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because so, he went up and kind of was like, what the heck is going on That's right. Here? That's yeah. right. And you know what? Sex in a marriage is important. And I think if I... It, that uh, that TEDx talk that I did would not have had 2.4 million views and exactly. nearly 4,000 comments it sure. if it wasn't. So remember, go to the win.ca to fill out the Women's Health Survey to have a chance to win an iPad. Also, go to my website, backtothebedroom.ca. Follow me on Twitter at backthenumber2thebedroom. I'm also on Instagram. Anyway, it's been lovely having you here with me this evening. Thank you so much for joining me on the program. Until next week, have a sexually healthy week. I'm Maureen McGrath, and you have been listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.